I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We've created a free self-care checklist and it's ready for you to download today. On the checklist, you'll find 50 brand new ideas to practice self-care. And it's not just bubble baths. Download the free checklist today and be reminded of the importance of practicing self-care. Head to themerrymakersisters.com forward slash self-care. All right, let's get into the episode. Welcome to episode 361 on the Get Married podcast. So excited to be here with you today. Now, if you missed our first official podcast of 2023, which was last week's, make sure you go and tune in if you're more interested in hearing about our personal lives, because we did a bit of a personal update, Emma's new house, Emma's seven-week Italian getaway. We should call it something different. I want to call it something Emma's seven-week Italian. Well, I called, do you want to call it what I called it? It was, we called it the Winter Dolce Vita. There we go. Emma's Winter Dolce Vita. My upcoming wedding, lots of things we talked about. So go and tune into that one. But this week's episode, we're taking a different look. I mean, we always talk about this kind of stuff on the podcast. It always seems to find its way through the cracks. But we received a message from Rebecca, who's one of our Merry Body members on Facebook. And it is more specifically about taking the leap with your career leaving something that you've been doing for a long, long time that's no longer bringing you joy and I guess like how to go about that. So Rebecca had a bunch of questions for us because that is exactly what we did 10 years ago uh, and this is what she asked. And so I will paraphrase, I won't read the whole thing and then we're going to dive into it and just share our journey and our advice on this topic. So she wants to do something that will bring in enough income so that she can walk away from the teaching salary that basically keeps everything going. So she can't do what we do, but she does have skills. I just don't know what I'm passionate about and what can be monetized. Here are her questions. How did you come up with the idea? Where did you start? Did you have help or was it possible to get off the ground on your own? I have so many questions. I remember finding you back when your business was a baby and I'm so grateful I found you. So... In a nutshell, this is what we'll be tackling today on the podcast. How did we come up with the idea? How did we begin? Did we have help (laughs) or did we do it all by ourselves? And I'm so excited about these questions because really this topic is one of our most favorites, isn't it? Well, I mean, like this is why we do what we do because we heard those words, which we mentioned last week, which we've mentioned many times, follow your bliss. We realized that, you know, life wasn't just about work. For some reason, like, you know, when you're young, you have this belief, you know, I can dream big and I can do what I want. And, you know, what do I want to be? An astronaut. Uh, And then along that path, you kind of realize, no, actually, I'm meant to be in this job that, you know, I'm not meant to really like, but, you know, it pays the bills, it pays the mortgage, or I'll get to this point and then I'll retire. And I don't know, we realized early on in our early 20s that this is not the lives we want to lead. We thought there was more. We we questioned this. We were in the well-paid government jobs, security, stability. Uh, There was good superannuation, good features, you know, like it was all good. Dad definitely approved. He definitely did approve. And I think, you know, this is a funny a funny thing we can always think back on, like when we watch the documentary Finding Joe, and if you haven't watched that documentary, we highly recommend that you do. But um, one of the people being interviewed regarding this philosophy of finding your bliss and following your bliss, they said, don't do what daddy says. And no, I think that was Joseph Campbell. He has oh, a famous it? quote. That oh, I wasn't. Oh, sure. maybe they were, re- they yeah. were, that was their favorite quote of yeah. his. And it really was it, it, kind of, it made us giggle, it made us laugh, but it also rang tr- very true because dad wanted us obviously to be safe, secure, stable, have great paying jobs and, you know, 
life will yeah. be sweet. And I think because he <laughs> ran his own business and like, you know, he, he experienced many struggles with that, uh, but also like so much success too. Mm. Um, but he really kind of looked up to this stability because he didn't have mm. it. And uh, I think he really wished that for us. Uh, but sometimes you need to not do what dad does or dad says, sorry. Because we pretty much did what dad does. Oh, yeah. So, like, that's well, the funny we did, thing. We, we, not, we didn't do what dad does. He, we did what dad says. We were very good rule followers. Yes. Like, we, our mum and dad's approval was important uh, and it wasn't so obvious. You know, it was just natural. Like, we, we would consider mum and dad's opinion of our lives mm. very, very greatly. And we still do. However, now we're not afraid to be like, no, we disagree. Yeah. Before we were kind of like, oh, that's their opinion. Okay, we agree with you. And then we realized, oh, wait, and this is all about growing up, isn't it? Because as kids, of course, your parents are your gods. Uh, well, for me anyway, they were. And then obviously you realize, actually, I'm my own individual and I can have a different opinion and actually, no, I don't want this life. Uh, but that podcast, I mean, that, sorry, that documentary was absolutely life-changing and that's why this Follow Your Bliss has always been a theme of our business. And I think that is also why we get so many questions like about this, mm. like, you know, what was your bliss? How did you do it? Da, yeah, because I think the core difference with our business uh, and maybe not everyone's business has this is like it's like passion driven like it really is something that isn't just to make a lot of money no like and you know you can meet a lot of business people who are in it just for the money we've met plenty and they have always you know when we've had conversations with them they love the fact that we actually love what we do and it isn't just the money that that is not like it's a driver of course because hey we have to survive but the biggest driver is the fact that we love what we're sharing and we love what we're creating. And that's why we've also had many pivots along the way because this passion, this bliss, you know, it guides us. So when we stop feeling that bliss or experiencing that joy and passion, we pivot, we change. And that's what we've done. Yeah, we question it and we realize actually, no, we don't like this direction anymore. We need a change. Um, It's, I mean... Like we're not suggesting for everyone to do business this way, no way. And we're not suggesting that passion is easy to monetize. Absolutely no. It can it can it's be, actually, but it also can be really difficult. Yeah. <laughs> and I tell you what, it has been really difficult at moments, but it's also been very easy in other moments. And I think this is what business is about. It's totally up and down. You need to be prepared for that kind of a bit of a roller coaster, but you kind of get used to it. Mm. Like your mindset needs to be very strong with business. Absolutely. Mindset is like your biggest tool when it comes to business. I think I just want to pop in here, not as a disclaimer, but also as this is again, part of the follow your bliss philosophy. We have this journey that we've walked this path and we forged our own path. There was no point in time where we thought we're going to do what they did or that's a good idea. Let's just do exactly what they did. Mm. We've always kind of looked at the forest and this is like a, this is an analogy from the documentary. We've looked at the forest and we've entered at a point where no one else entered and we've forged that path. So everything we're sharing today, we would never recommend that you're writing this down as like a step-by-step guide. It's not like step one, Emma and Carla quit their government jobs. Step two, then they started a blog. Step three, then they did this. But you can be inspired by other people's stories and then it's up to you to then enter the forest at your point and create your own path. And I think that's a really big thing because I think sometimes we can read the books and we can watch the people's journeys and think that's the only way. Of course. But it's not true. Yeah, I mean, and the thing is anyone's formula or like guide, it won't work exactly the same in your situation, in your business, in your life. Just like everything, like there's too many different variables. You know, it might be even better than theirs or it might fall flat. It might work not at all compared to theirs. So we must remember that, you know, every situation is different. But of course, guides and other people and experts are there to help you, to help to motivate you, help to inspire you. Also to help you give like step-by-step guides Mm. and like, you know, actual 
uh, processes, of course, but we need to not be attached to the the same results as theirs because we simply can't rely on that at all. There's too yeah. many variables involved. I think it's like you know how everyone has their own oven in their house, and yeah. there's always something about some your yeah. oven. Like I remember when we were growing up, like our old oven had not a good seal, yeah. and Mum knew that like she had to put the temperature up depend like if the recipe yeah. said 180 no we put it at 200 yeah, because the so seal true. was broken uh, and then maybe we'll get like the cake will rise properly yeah i remember uh, that and i think like everyone's oven has a different thing about it like i know like if i put it up too high like i'm gonna burn something well, my oven is so hot yes <laughs> yeah, your oven is so great so i think it's like that right like you have this recipe you have this guide and you might follow it but there's little parts of you and parts of your life that are gonna make it change to of that course. so i think um i always just think that it's a, an exciting thing to know that you're creating your own path and when you see that like you're following a path that hasn't been walked before like this is the whole follow your bliss thing like that means that you're going your way the right way for you yes uh so let's go back to how did we begin how do we how did we begin oh my gosh well it was now over 10 years ago so I can't believe that like how did that happen like that's how it happens it just goes blink of an eye boom I guess it's like when you have children, you're like, time goes so fast. Well, when you have a business and you get to the 10-year mark, you're like, what the heck? Time what just so happened? Fast. I feel like we've been like, you know, five different versions of ourselves through this business journey. I mean, I think back to when we first began, we had no idea what we, what we were doing. We were super naive, super fresh. Uh, we followed the, you know, the documentary said, follow your bliss. And, you know, we were just focused on that, following our bliss, what made us happy. And I mean... It's always good to remember that a lot of success comes from timing. I mean, back then, Instagram was very new. And how did we start? We simply started sharing our journey on Carla's Instagram. We started gaining followers. We got traction. We thought, huh, there's something to this. Like all of a sudden we have all these followers. We should do something. Then we Googled, what is a blog? How to start a blog? We did that. Then we went to a blogging conference and realized, whoa, this is so much bigger than we ever knew. The internet is not just for weather. It's not just for Facebook. In fact, you can run a business, a very successful business online. Mm. And really like the bliss for us then was the blogging. Yeah. So like we loved writing and creating recipes and taking photos of the food and sharing that and like writing our newsletter every week which we have for the past 10 years every week which just blows my mind how many emails is that it's like so So many. many um how many blog posts have we written so many so i i just remember like i always remember thinking that that was the bliss like the blogging part was the bliss like i didn't necessarily care what we were like sharing like i cared about what we were sharing but we were just sharing our lives so that's why like it changed and it chopped and like it it changed it like was different all the time we with our name i remember we changed this was it three times we were the merrymaker sisters at the start and then someone was like oh no like you need to be more search engine optimized like you should change your name to like it should be something like healthyrecipes.com. And we were like, oh my God, we need to change our name. Then we were like Fit Healthy Made. And then we changed it to Fit Paleo Made because we were doing paleo recipes. And then we changed it back to the Mary Maker Sisters. It's so like quite amazing to think we did that and like grateful that we changed it back. Thankfully, we wouldn't be doing what we're doing know, if whatever, we hadn't have changed. Whatever made us change it back. No, because I remember someone said, you guys need to niche down, niche, niche, niche. And then we were like, yeah, we need to niche down. And so we did that. And then we realized we don't want to niche down. Like we don't even know what we want to do yet with this thing. Like let's niche, like let's niche out. And that is like definitely a great piece of advice there. Like when you do start whatever you're starting, people will give you advice And just remember that their advice isn't the advice to take always. Sometimes it might be, but always sit with a piece of advice, question it, think about it. Does it feel right for you? Does it make sense for you and your goals? Maybe or maybe not. Mm. Uh, Do a little bit more research. That's something we definitely learned probably the hard way. We took people's advice as gospel, did it, and then realized, oh, boo-boo, this is wrong. We shouldn't have done that. And it got us into trouble a few times where, you know, it led to more work or like it took us backwards, Mm -hmm. but it's all part of it. It's all lessons. Definitely. Yeah. We, 
or like not even we did it like someone was like you should do this and then we paid them to do it and, and then, then oh. that like stuffed up our website etc etc so many things yeah so when we were creating the blog because it did start with instagram when we wanted to create the blog when we came up with the name this was again like a re- like uh, you know it was a two-minute decision I think a lot of people ask us this question like how did you come up with the brand like it must have been like a you know a brainstorming session where we were like n- like workshopping like what do we want this to be it wasn't like that we googled synonyms for the word joy because we were feeling so much joy from this blogging thing and merry make means to bring joy to and we're real life sisters so for some reason we decided to call it the merry maker sisters it's so weird and like sometimes we were like this is such a weird brand like we shouldn't have done this but it's just been it's been perfect really I don't know. and it will continue to evolve no doubt uh you know what what we're doing and I think it'll grow with us that's the thing like the brand will change it'll grow with us well it has hasn't yeah, it like you know definitely. now it's Mary Bonnie so like you yeah. know the maker is gone and the sisters is gone yeah. I mean it I mean is, the URL is the same but yeah it's up not changing that domain no. authority is way too good yes. uh so That's how it began and really I always love the fact that how we began is still with us today. We still use blogging as one of our main tools to communicate our messages. Actually, we had a meeting with another amazing business the other week and they couldn't believe that we were so old school. Like I felt like a grandma or something. They're like, oh, you do that blogging? I don't know why I just put it in America. Yeah, they're not American. (laughs) But they're like, what like it's all like on your own website and you just write content wow like because they were big on social media which great like there's so many ways to do things yeah there's no one way and it's always important to remember that again and again we'll always say that there's no right or wrong really in your business i mean there's definitely wrong <laughs> but there's no like this is the the, you, the way you must do it there's yeah. always many many different versions of what a successful business can look like uh, so why did we quit our jobs? I think this is a big part of Rebecca's question. Like, how did we get to that stage as well? Because yeah, I, I think, you know, taking the leap, like, let's like, let's have a little just, reflection. Yeah. Well, I will say Rebecca and like anyone who, you know, is feeling like they want to take the leap. Like we need to be honest. Like we had just Carla and I to look after. We didn't have kids. We didn't even have partners at that stage. We were both like freshly single. So, you know, we had a lot of time to just focus on our own personal lives. We had a mortgage. We had a mortgage. So we had bills to pay. That was our level of responsibility Mm. though. So I'm going to say like it was definitely easier for us to take that leap because we didn't have children to feed. We didn't have like a partner to be like, oh, like we have this five-year plan. Like we had no five-year plans. We were just like, we want to be happy now. Yes. And we want to be successful, but like we don't want to be successful in these jobs that we're in because we looked around and we saw unhappy 50-something-year-old people in the jobs that we were in so that we could see our future. We literally could see our future right in the next cubicle. And there was no way I wanted that for myself. Sure, success in the bank account, success in your amazing holidays that you take for two weeks of a year, uh, success that it's flexible, success that you get great maternity leave, then you can do it again and again if you want. And that just was not a life I wanted. Literally that life made me feel like very what's that feeling like oh like it scared me it was in not a good way not yeah. a good way and like this is me I'm talking about I'm not talking about you if you've led this life and you're very content and happy boom amazing we're all different so we saw that we realized we do not want this our situations were great so literally we were like let's just do it you and go. we had just started to to see kind of not a clear pathway but a potential pathway of yes. making a good income. Yes. So I studied public relations. A big part of PR is collaboration with brands. So I had done a little bit of like campaign work in my studies and I loved it. And when we started the Merrymaker Sisters with the blog, when we started to look at our analytics, we could see people were starting to follow us. And we we're like, oh, wow, this is so cool. Like people are coming onto our site or people are following us on Instagram. And I realized back then, 10 years ago, that 
we were kind of, you know, we had created an audience and therefore we could work with aligned brands to share their product to this audience, aka influencer marketing. That is what this is called these days. It wasn't called that back then. No, it was just called blogging, I guess. I don't even, it was partnerships. Partnerships. Collaboration. Yeah. I can't remember what we called it, but it was, it wasn't influencer marketing. So we hadn't got any big deals before we had quit our jobs. We had worked with a local ACT company, Canberra company. I think they paid us $100 for a blog, I remember. Yeah, boot camp. So excited about it. Uh, and we had created our first ebook. That's right. The first paleo ebook. And that was pretty successful. Which was pretty great. We've sold 300 copies the, when we launched it, which was amazing. Here's just a little side note here. When you create a product, don't just promote it once. You continue to promote that product because it can be sold, if it can be sold, at different dates. You know, if it's not a product where it's like a four-week program starting on a certain date. If it's a product that can be sold anytime, anywhere, keep promote on selling it. it. Keep selling it. Yeah, that's what our boo-boo, we sold it for like three <laughs> days and then we're like, okay, that's done next. Uh, but realistically, <laughs> we could have kept selling that and probably made even more oh um, money from it. But, you know, again, these are all lessons that we reflect back on and be like, yeah, how cute. That's funny. And the naivety really was a part of all the magic yes. anyway. So this was what, what was kind of in our minds. If we quit our jobs, we will have eight more hours a day to work on this business. At this point in time, we'd also heard the quote what you focus on grows. Was that yes. an Oprah quote? I have no idea. Maybe Oprah or someone. It was on Instagram. But we saw my, oh my, we took that to heart. And we were like, oh, we're just not focusing enough energy on our business. <laughs> Obviously, if we quit, it's going to grow. Like it's just like. The quote it, said. It, but it's also, it is <laughs> realistic. It's science. It's whatever. Like, of course, you put more energy into something. Effort. Effort attention thought creativity you have more time to do stuff on that project of course it's going to progress faster and like further exactly so that that one really stuck with us and so we had it in our mind you know if we follow our bliss doors will open yes that is the law of the universe correct and then we had in our mind what you focus on grows great another law of the universe if we quit our jobs doors are going to open we're going to have more time and it's going to grow and guess what for us it did happen. It wasn't like all smooth sailing, like everything just fell into our laps. No, there was a lot of us reaching out, asking, 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 pitching, pitching. No, 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 no. But it's also because we had the time to do it now and the bandwidth. So like it wasn't a problem. And I remember at this stage, we also sold your car. We were like, we can share cars. We don't need two cars anymore. So we had like, I think we sold that for like $7,000. And maybe we had a bit of you put some I extra put, money so in. So I was oh, saving yeah, for a property myself. Yeah. And then your property you'd bought by yourself. However, you were going to move in with your then yeah. boyfriend, then you'd broken up. So what oh, we decided was I will buy into the property. However, I won't put the twenty thousand dollars that I've saved into the property. That's going into our shared account, along with the seven and a half thousand dollars that we got from my car that we sold. And we will have $27,000 to live on when we quit our jobs. And we have that amount of time until the money runs out, as in like, this is how many mortgages it will pay. We need to sort something out by then. I wonder if we had the brains that we have now and like, you know, the financial and like, money monitoring knowledge i wonder how differently we would have done things because literally like we didn't even monitor this Mm -mm. i can't believe we did it like we were so like we dove straight in and like we had such little awareness of our financial situation which i don't recommend at all i would really recommend if you're going to take the leap if you're going to do this business thing if you're whatever you're doing if you're doing a side hustle like Get involved in your accounts. Be excited by them. Be inspired. Be empowered. Even when things are looking bad, know that you can make tweaks and changes and they can get good. And I mean, this has been the biggest lesson of our 10 years, honestly, because we've done it that many times where we we weren't monitoring properly 
and we almost lost all our money. Or not, not lost it. We almost spent, spent all our money. We just weren't monitoring it quite properly enough. Like we weren't, whatever we were doing just wasn't right. Now I can happily say that we are absolutely monitoring our accounts so well. I'll tell you what we did. Um, it was a bit of toxic positivity, to be honest. Very, <laughs> yeah. It was a bit of head in the sand. It'll be fine. Yeah. You know, when we check out the accounts, we'd be like, don't look, don't look, it'll be fine, it'll be fine. Oh my God, I actually feel like sick thinking about yeah. how we used to run our business. Yes. So, again, wouldn't recommend this at all. It is so important to know your accounts. If there is one thing before you quit anything, before you even start anything, make sure you're good with your own personal money. Yeah. Like, I treat my personal money just like I treat my business like accounts now. Like yeah. I monitor, like I am looking what I'm spending Yeah. Like, because the truth is like sometimes, no, the truth is everything can change. Like, you know, yeah. like something that seems really stable and you think it's going to go this way, maybe it doesn't happen. Yeah. And it's really important that you know what's going on with that to just avoid the stress and avoid like just the awfulness that is caused by um, – financial illiteracy yeah and i think as well like if you don't feel confident in this space just know that you can get confident and you can learn these skills and they're quite fun to learn once you kind of get involved with them i would recommend like read profit first yeah like that has changed i know probably you know so many people suggest this book and for good reason it is a really good strategy of just like being able to monitor your funds and going to business with the idea that you want and can make a profit immediately. Yeah. I haven't read it yet. Have you finished it? I should no, read it I haven't after. finished it because I'm implementing as I read. Yes. I feel like it. I'm at the stage where we're implementing the process. Yeah. Like, it's like you, it's, could, you don't like need to I don't need to finish now. the book, but I should because that's just silly if I say that. Uh, but no, it's working really well. As an example, like, you know, when you get a tax bill or a BAS bill every quarter, which in Australia we have to pay, uh, if you earn over $75,000 a year, I think it's still that rate, you have to pay 10% on all revenue every quarter. This is on top of tax on your profit at the end of the financial year. So it's like it's kind of obvious now looking at it like why were we not setting aside 10% of all revenue all the time but we weren't and so then we'd get our bass bill and we'd be like this massive shock oh my god what are we gonna do (laughs) (laughs) and it happened every quarter uh so now we have a plan where we we set aside (laughs) reenactment was great (laughs) we set aside the 10% we actually set aside more and it's really nice when that that bass bill comes around and we can pay it so easily and there's leftovers. My God, it just is so obvious. <laughs> I mean, like, God, we were dumb. But I don't want to be mean to ourselves because, like, it's all part of it. And, like, we, you know, we had to go through that to get to where we are. And perhaps that took longer in some aspects. But, you know, compared to other stuff, we grasped yes. that much faster. You know, like, the online marketing, like, the creating content, the the WordPress, the coding even. Like, you know, we grasp these things very fast. The teaching yoga and parties online. Like we just like were wizards at all these things. Monitoring our money just wasn't exactly one we were great at straight away. And it's surprising in a way because I'm like, like we were never bad with our money. Like we were never like overspenders. We just didn't, we couldn't, we had the financial literacy, the financial comprehension. It just wasn't there. Our brains didn't understand it properly. I didn't understand tax. I that's think for it sure. was neither, but I and think it, it was also the mindset around it too. Yeah, the money blocks. The money, like we were yeah. like, and it was really like, again, with this toxic positivity, it was like, we were afraid of saying, you know, like, oh no, like, like, you know, when people talk about scarcity mindset, yeah. like if we talk yes. too much about not having enough, then we won't have any more. And we're like, got to think abundant, think abundant. And yes, but also you've got to be realistic and you've got to be honest. Um, and that's what we weren't doing. We weren't being honest. We weren't looking, we weren't looking deeper. We were just, yeah. we were just looking at like the numbers when you open the account. Okay. Do I have enough for today? Yep. And you know, in this book, Profit First, they talk about that. How you just like the business owner who like opens up the account do I have enough for that $1,200 bill today? Yes. 
and you don't think about the ramifications of spending that $1,200 today, what does that mean for one week's time? Mm. What does that mean for one month's time? Mm. And so this is the whole idea. We were very much like, how are we now? And even I think like we had many times where we had a lot of cash in the bank because that's how our business operated. Like we'd have moments of like a lot of cash and then, you know, no worries, no stress. Mm. And then for some reason it would just all go down. Can't, can't, can't fathom yeah, the reason like, why. And it wasn't, and, and it wasn't like we were always struggling. It was like we were doing really well, but then all of a sudden we'd be like, how did we get here again? Mm. And it just took us maybe like three of those to learn. It was like a hamster wheel. Like yeah. we, would, we kept doing the same thing over and over. And like then we changed our business model and like yeah, that was, know, a, big that was a big change yeah. for us like when we came to a uh, recurring model. Yeah. However, like s- still struggles there, you know, like oh, there's yeah. – it's not like that is the be-all and end-all. Well, because you have to constantly monitor, you know, your regular expenses like – Sometimes these add up. You're like, why am I subscribed to this piece of technology? Do Mm. we need that or Mm. can we get another one? And sometimes you can, sometimes you need it, sometimes you don't need it at all. Uh, Let's talk about another question. Did we we get help? Uh, We never got financial help. Did we? Did we? No. I think we got it maybe. No, nothing. We never got financial help. One time mum and dad gave us $1,200 to pay for our mortgage. Was it? I think it was more than that, was it? No, I think was it, it was twelve hundred or three thousand. It was to pay. I well, it was either twelve hundred or three thousand. But that was I remember we just started. We just launched Mary, Mary Body, Body, the membership, and we were we were working on it for like four months prior without making any like money yeah, from any other program or anything, right. and we just had run out. Of well, we money. just we kind of thought the launch would be a bit more successful than it was. I think, you know, the first day we launched it, we already had the foundation members, but this was like, you know, the first day of launching to, you know, a new audience. And I think we got seven members. And, you know, after four months of like dedicated work on this project, really believing in it and proving it because a year prior we ran the separate program. So we proved the concept. We just were expecting a bit more. And then also, I mean, it's still only a $37 Per month, per month. So, like, you know, to make a significant dent (laughs) in your bank account, you need to sell a A lot. lot. Seven members ain't going to cut it. Uh, So, yeah, we did that. (laughs) But look, here we are now. We've over 800 members. Yeah, so it is when we look back on our journey, that was the, the financial help we received. No other backing, no other investors, no shareholders. Emma and I are the only shareholders of the business. Which I'm super proud of Same. and like who knows if that would ever change in the future. Maybe. We don't we never know. But I mean this is completely ours. And also I would say, you know, our members, we're guided by our members as in like, you know, what we create is also guided by our amazing members. They contribute so much. Obviously, they are the business because they support the business. They buy the the product, so like they 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 are there and we are here. Yeah. Like, they we're guide- here because they're there yeah. and vice versa. And we always say that to them, don't we? Like whenever someone comments, like or whenever someone has shared something, like like it's our honour to be part of your journey. Yeah. It's our honour that you chose us. Like it's our honour like that you do our classes. Like, like we because know there's so many choices Exactly. Out and that is always the relationship between like us and our members. Like we love them. Yeah. When we meet them, we want to hug them. Yeah, if they're hugging people. Like, yeah, obviously, if they're not hugging people, we'll we will. Um, what's that word? Fist bump. Fist bump. Yeah, but I was gonna say, you know, like we won't hug you, like, yeah. and make you unhappy. exactly. But help on the other side of like actions. Oh yeah, advice. we've had a lot of help, and I will tell you why we have received this. It's because we've put ourselves in situations where we've been able to meet people who are doing wonderful things in the world, who are smarter than us and who are extremely generous. I don't know why they're generous, but they are. And it's lucky that we got to meet them. Like I don't, there's, there's gotta also be that, that luckiness. Like, you know, like there's luck involved. involved. It's lucky that like we met that one. We met, okay, here's the lucky moment. Thank God we went to Tropical Think Tank, the first one, and we met Jared who, helped us build 
not just one, not just two, but three apps. And like he's so generous <laughs> with like his time and his, his advice. advice. We owe so much to him. And you know, like we even asked him, we were like, we'll pay you to be our coach. Like you pretty much are our coach. Mm. We'll pay you. And he didn't want that. Like obviously when you are successful in your own business, you you want to give, give back. back. And when you find another person or another business doing something you're excited about, like, you know, now is 10 years into business. Like I know, like, you know, when I meet someone and I hear their idea, I hear their passions, I can feel really invested in that and mm. excited for them. And then if we give them advice and they take it on, wow, like, boom, I'm invested properly. Mm-hmm. I want to see you shine. Yeah, I want to see it grow and I want to see you keep going. And, yeah, if you need more help, if you have a question, send me an email, mm. send me a message and I will reply. Uh, but we're very grateful. And, I mean, there's been so many. There's been, like, we could count them on, like, all our hands. We would have 20 people, I'm sure, that we could – like thank so many you know in different seasons not continuously but yeah jared has been there like the whole time like jared is the man like he is our man what do i call him our internet godfather yeah he is he is like he's been the our most consistent but yeah like oh my gosh so many people so So, like i think when you do you know step out and decide to do your own thing try and meet other people like it is a big thing. Like, and whether that is like joining an online mastermind, like you can make great connections in yeah. online mastermind groups. I mentioned mastermind the other day, and Damiana was like, "That sounds creepy." And I was like, "Why?" He doesn't know what a mastermind is, oh. and like probably because he's Italian as well. Like, he never heard this concept. And also, Taylor Swift's mastermind song. Ugh, so good. Oh, that is a good song. But I want to remind you, or like tell you, what a mastermind is if you don't know. For example. Me and Carla are sitting at this table. Let's put like three more people here. And then we go around the table. We might share, you know, the one big problem that we're having with our business in this moment. And then each person, you know, gives their piece of advice. Oh, like, I think this could work. Or have you tried this? Or I know this guy, like he might be able to help you or whatever. So it's like, oh my gosh, You get all these different people with different businesses, different perspectives, giving you all this advice. You take notes, you get excited, you make connections, uh, you have like the next action step. The other best thing is that, you know, you're sitting next to this person who's receiving advice. You probably receive so much advice from all these conversations, all these amazing brains. And then you go around to each person and each person offers different insight for each of the businesses, each of the people. And you just like soak up so much new knowledge, so much motivation, so much inspiration. Uh, We've been on many of these different tables at conferences, at little events, even like small events, not just big ones. And I mean, we have just continuously had our minds blown. Often we will feel like we are the the least experienced on that table. And, you know, that's a great table to be at. To be at the table where you're the least experienced, you want to be at that table because, wow, you will learn so much. You will feel yourself level up in your business, like, just by that one hour, honestly. It's so true. I remember, like, Tropical Think Tank because, like, these events were – like next level entrepreneurs attending yeah. and we were two and three years in our business or one we and a business bit babies we were yeah. babies and i just i wonder what advice i gave <laughs> i don't know like you guys should just like follow your list like have fun like i think you need to, I, i'm pretty sure i remember giving this advice which you know what they probably needed this advice i probably said to someone like it sounds like you're really not enjoying your business. Yeah, I think I we, think I gave that a lot. I think we said that a lot because obviously we were very fresh and and these people were quite uh, not older but seasoned. like seasoned. They were all older too, yeah. actually, more seasoned in business. And I can tell you what, yeah, as the years go by, you can get a little bit uh, over seasoned. Yeah, <laughs> a bit grisly. Yeah, and skeptic and a bit of a skeptic. Yeah. But, you know, it's good to remember the beginning. It's good to remember the magic as Mm -hmm. well. And this is why I think, you know, what we've always done is like, you know, when we start to notice that magic Mm. dwindling, we do think of like what do we want, like what's next? Is there something more? Yeah. And I think this is a really big lesson. Like nothing stays the same. 
And you will hear this from multiple business people. Like as soon as it feels like everything's going right and flowing and you've got growth, you hit this kind of like moment where you're like, uh, like, and not like, not like I want something different, but you might actually hit an obstacle or like, I don't know, you might plateau and like you, you need to shift things again. As soon as it feels like you're like, you're going this way, suddenly you're going a different way. And that kind of brings the magic back. Like for us, like, even though it's like, it can be a scary moment or like a risk, it kind of brings this, like the magic of the newness back. Cause there's magic of being a beginner and starting something new. The wonder of what if. Yeah. There's so much magic to that. Yeah. My. So that's also like exciting. So if you are in this like this moment of like I want something different for my life, be excited by it. Don't be overwhelmed. I mean it is overwhelming but also like try and feel the excitement and uh, and you know you can take a baby step towards it. I think that's really important. Like you don't need to take that leap straight away. You can start it on the side and this would be like a really big piece of advice, like simply start it in your spare time to, to begin with. That's what we did. And we only did that for a year, but you know, that worked for us. It might be different for you. You might do that, do it on the side for five years, or maybe you'll continue to do it on the side, but you know, you'll have that little bit of extra income and you also have that extra joy in your life, which kind of feels like, okay, I'm happy. I'm content. Yeah. I mean, being in business isn't for everyone and that's okay we'll never ever glorify business as the only way to enjoy life no 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 because business can be absolutely horrible as well Mm -hmm. it's not for every single human so don't feel like you know oh i don't know like i'm scared i don't know if i want that like don't feel bad about that be empowered by that oh i love my job i love my consistent work but I'm going to get this part-time thing happening. Maybe it's selling your artworks. Maybe it's yoga teacher teaching. Mm. Uh, maybe it's, I don't know what, what's another idea? Um, a lemonade stand? A lemonade stand. <laughs> if you're young. Absolutely. No. You know, maybe it's this little thing that you just do once a week or once a month. Maybe it's selling your crochet. Growing plants and selling them. There's so many things you can do Mm. that, you know, creates a little bit of joy, a little bit of creativity and could be something that may grow and then it becomes your full-time gig. I think like if one of your core values is joy, like you actually want to enjoy your Your work, work, I, I wonder if searching for a way to monetize first is the right way yeah true. because I don't know like obviously there would be people who've done that and they enjoy their work absolutely but I think I know that if we had done that yeah it would have been a totally different story and we wouldn't probably be enjoying our lives anymore because or our business I should say we might be enjoying our lives but I don't know maybe not because it's such a big part because I can think like back to the moment where we shifted and pivoted where we stopped everything when we came up with Mary Body someone with a business mind or pure business mind and no joy mind would have said girls what are you doing look how much money you've made this year you've doubled from last year you're on the trajectory of the next year it's going to be triple You've got to keep going. You're it's, onto something. I mean, it's actually crazy to think what we did because our income was going up, up and only up. And we <laughs> we stopped the business. We said no. Like it's like I kind of like, well, that was a bit dumb, girls, but no. <laughs> but we didn't even think about it. That's the thing. Like we we didn't even consider it because we were so like, no, like it's not lighting us up. This is important. We don't want to do this anymore. So we made the change. And I'm so grateful because, you know, the work has never felt more amazing. Mary, but with everything we did with Mary Body, it just flowed and feel, felt so much better mm-hmm. than the recipe stuff. Mm-hmm. The recipe stuff was great, but like I tell you what, I don't really love to cook. I'm going to be honest. I love to eat. I love food. Cooking is not my favorite thing to do. Pilates, I love Pilates. I could do teach Pilates that. Yep, every I could day. do it. Yep. I love, love, love. Yoga, I love, love, love. Meditation, love, love, love. Cooking, 
I don't love, love, love. No. I love a little bit. Yeah, so I, I just think it's like really important, like for like for us, like we have to. That has to be part of our business advice. So I think that's important. Do you need Rebecca? Because you asked, like about monetizing. Maybe you shouldn't think about the monetizing yet. Maybe you should just think about the stuff you like to do. What can you teach online? If you're thinking about online business, what can you teach online? You're a teacher. You can teach so much. The thing is, is like if you just look for the monetization and you don't enjoy the 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 process or like the creation or like the steps that you're taking to monetizing you will have much less motivation to do the work than if you actually enjoyed it and yeah. so therefore it it won't feel fun it won't feel good you won't even want to do your business yeah. so like what's the point in quitting your job if you if you, it's not for something better yeah, I think that's something to remember. Like, it's hard. It can be hard. And, and stressful. And stressful. Especially, like, if, you, you know, other people rely on your income too. So it's definitely, like, a big thing to consider. Uh, but that's why the, the side gig is the perfect place to begin with. And the joy stuff is a perfect place to begin yeah. with because you can enjoy make and, and make money. You can yeah. enjoy the process and make money. And you will have more motivation to do the work if you enjoy it. And also if it's meaningful. And I yes. think, you know, joy, you know, joy is meaningful. Yes. It's important. Yes. Yeah. Fulfillment. Yeah. You know, these words are all like, these feelings are all very much intertwined. Yeah. I mean, I love this topic so much. We could talk about business like forever. Forever. I mean, we could talk about processes. We could talk about uh, digital marketing. We, you know, we, this stuff brings us joy as well. And I think, you know, how lucky are we to have found all these things, you know, this combination, yoga, Pilates, meditation, then like to share it online, Mm -hmm. digital marketing, blogging, content marketing. You know, we love this stuff. And, uh, you know, we're excited to share more about it. And we will be sharing more about it inside our upcoming 200-hour yoga teacher training program. Yeah, I know. And, like, this is what I was, like, mentioning before, like how, you know, when things start to feel, like, not monotonous, but, like, you know, we've built the Marybody app and it is so good and our members are so amazing and it really is a joy to create the classes every single week and our team makes it very easy for that to be possible now what was once you know what Mm. once took us a week Mm. to do now takes two hours and not even of our time so amazing so this is like this is why we have the space to now think of like what is the next logical thing or what do we want to create next and it's so amazing that it is teacher training because yeah. I think about when we did our teacher training and that was the thing that shifted our entire lives. I mean, when we did those trainings, we had no desire to teach yoga and Pilates. Like we just felt the desire to do them. I mean, I was going through it was a like breakup a call. as well. It was Well, <laughs> you felt that desire early on. I never, ever, ever did. But I was going through a really hard time in my life. I was uh, in a breakup, just had a breakup and feeling really lack of confidence, questioning many things, and to focus on like a new, you know, a new thing, a new course, learning new stuff. There's so much magic in learning something new. And as adults, we forget this. Mm-hmm. As kids, like you're learning new stuff every day at school. You're 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 literally motivated and encouraged to go learn something new. Uh, and as adults, you kind of get a bit like. I don't need to learn it. Yeah. I'd learn it all at school. I don't. Like I've, I've got my whatever, maybe you did whatever, year eight maybe only or maybe you went up all the way, got two, three, four degrees. Uh, whatever you studied, sometimes it can feel like I don't need to keep learning. But I think as humans we must keep being open to more knowledge and more learning because it keeps our brains firing. It's important for our health as well and just motivation and joy for life and it was absolutely life-changing for both of us Mm. and like that's what I feel I feel pretty excited that like we're making something that could potentially be that yeah for for somebody else else. yeah like I think that's really like I just got chills like thinking about it like because it's it's crazy what that like 
the path change that that made. Yeah. And yeah, I'm, I'm really also excited about the process of it as well. Like it's been, you know, it's been a journey to create what we have created so far with it, with the manual and the schedule and the teach the teachers who we're bringing on board. But I'm also really excited to create this new kind of content. You know, we do so many online classes, but this is like, we get to kind of take the director lead yeah. on some of this. Like I know we're in a lot of it, but on some of it, it's like a vision that we get to bring to life. Yeah. So I feel really excited about doing that as well. And like that excitement, that's the bliss. Like yeah. that's like the feeling where you're like, oh, I've got to follow this. Yeah. Like, this is going to be good. Exactly. And that's why we're so grateful for that message and that documentary, Finding Joe. If you haven't watched it, go find it mm-hmm. and watch it. I think it's for free on YouTube. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you can find yeah. it for free. You can find Joe for free. <laughs> go, um, go find Joe on YouTube. Uh, yeah, th- that's why I'm so grateful, though, for that lesson because it's kept us, you know, with one finger on that, you know, that pulse mm. always. Mm-hmm. And it's, that's all you need. You just need a little finger on the bliss and it will guide you. It will keep you going. Uh, so watch this space. And if you are interested in the teacher training program, be sure to sign up to our wait list. I mean, we'll he- you'll hear about it yeah. everywhere anyway. But, but we'll pop the link in the show notes anyway. Because, yeah. um, I I mean, if all goes to plan, first cohort will start on the 27th of May and of <laughs> 2023. All goes to plan. All goes to but plan. It, it will be fine. And if it doesn't, it'll oh, be a bit later and yeah. that's also fine. Um Another great thing, another great lesson, flexibility with your business, with plans. You've got to, yeah, kind of let go sometimes. Another great book, The Surrender Experiment. Oh, gosh. Go and read that. Okay, this has gone for 50 minutes, which I wasn't expecting, but Rebecca, you got us onto a topic that we literally cannot stop talking about. So if you have listened to this and you, I don't know, feel excited about something, tell us your idea. What are you working on? If you have more questions that are similar to this, message us on Instagram, Facebook, email us, wherever you want to get in contact with us. Do that. Ask away. And maybe we'll do another podcast episode. Um, No doubt we will. Yes. And otherwise, have a brilliant rest of your day and we'll be back in your ears next week with a brand new episode. Bye.